This is the same thing last year, though. In October? Yeah, October's oh, wow. the month. October's it's, the it's month. It's right when it seems... It seems like the first, the first uh, instance of a big uh, windstorm. Yeah. And this I don't know what it is. If it's cars, people throwing cigarettes um, out their window. What about coffee and cigarettes? <laughs> Dude, you timely. I couldn't even think of it. That was great. Oh, good. Okay. I'm glad you were doing that. That's why I I was like, oh man, we're talking about the fires. I should see if he's recording because if he is, I'm going to work cigarettes into here. And then you lobbed it. So I had to take it. (laughs) This is Jimmy Eat Pot. (laughs) Oh man. So LA is on fire when we're recording this. Your house is in danger. You're off school. Your family's off school. Um, yes, man, that is a bummer. Yeah, it's wild, huh? And uh, wild so anything stuff. could happen. Uh, yeah. We could all of a sudden uh, get uh, a notification. I've got I've signed up for the alert. This so could, could be a, a super short episode. <laughs> yeah, that. Uh, so I have a, a UPS that is powering. Luckily, it's a, a computer that's off right now, so it wouldn't be draining it. But it does power our uh, modem, too. And oh, the man, modem. Yeah, modem. And so if if let's say the power does go out, I've got we've probably got about five to ten minutes of juice in the house, assuming that there is cell service or at least, uh, you know, service coming in from our cable line. Yeah, we can keep running. I just uh, you know what? I'm going to turn on a light in here as as a test. So if the light goes out. (laughs) That means, oh, that'll that means be your are, that'll be your alarm. Yeah. Signal, yes, <laughs> it'll be like when the lights come up, you know, at intermission. Right. right yeah. Except yeah, this will so be like that song. Um, was it five F I five E baby when the lights go out? <laughs> baby, when the lights go, go out. out. Yeah. So a neighbor of ours had given us a bunch of old cds a big uh, nudson cottage cheese box size of these old cds and one of them that's in there is backstreet boys and i asked charlotte i said hey do you want to listen to something in the garage <laughs> so i put it on the cd player uh-huh. and i gotta admit the songs the the songs that i hadn't heard from this collection are really catchy yeah the you know because you got to think that there's i don't know if it's these guys or if they have somebody writing the songs for them but the chord progressions in some of these, because they got to make them all different. Right? Wasn't it that guy that was like the back. worst dude? Like, uh, or was he the manager? I guess maybe he didn't write the music. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. People always talk how crappy that manager was, but who write, who was like writing the songs? Well, let's see if, if I can like Google. It says Max Martin. It says Max Martin. He's like uh, the dude. Carl Martin Sandberg, known professionally as Max Martin. He's a Swedish record producer. Uh, and it looks like he made, yeah, he wrote a lot of Britney Spears stuff, Backstreet Boys. He wrote I Wanted That Way. Did he write Baby so When the Lights Go Out? Uh, let's see, Baby When the Lights Go Out. Is that and even the name? That it's that just one? called When no. the Lights Go Out. It is five. Oh, it is five. Yeah, it is five. Yeah, yeah, When the Lights Go Out. Who wrote that? Is there a uh, Discogs for five? Uh, <laughs> it's co-written right. by Elliot Kennedy, Tim LaVere... And Mike Percy, Mike Percy. Jay McLaughlin. Uh, okay, none yeah, of which I, know. I don't know those people. Elliot Kennedy, uh, he's from Sheffield. He wrote with Spice Girls, Brian Adams, S Club Seven. Ooh, uh, Rogue, not in Vogue, but Rogue. And then this <laughs> other guy wrote for I don't know. Um, 
Yeah, man. You know why I'm burying the lead here a little bit? Okay. Why I'm kind of going way off topic? I don't mm-hmm. like this song. <laughs> this you don't. song. Okay. Okay. Right. So, so again, behind the curtain, Jimmy Eat World was on Kevin DeBean this morning. Did you catch it here in LA? I it's a K Rock morning they're, show. So they're doing they're doing all their promotional stuff, right? Yes. They're on Kimmel, and then they're on K Rock. Yeah. This is the first time I listened to Kevin DeBean in a long time. Man, it's awful. Like I really like Ali McKay as a person when she would guest a lot. And I really like Jensen Carp as a person on the show. They are terrible. Jensen Carp straight up asked them about third eye blind. And I was like, dude, I don't know the, if now is the, the awkward time. statement from Zach. Yeah. He was like, uh, so uh, who are you guys touring with this time? I just want to make sure you guys are going to be like, okay. And they're like, well, what do you mean? He's like, you're not touring with like oh, third boy. eye blind. Are you? It was like, it was like, I kind of think they were getting it, but they were not taking the bait. Anyway, on top of that, uh, shit, where was I going with this? Uh, Kevin and Bean, they're doing the radio thing. They were talking about, there was a reason I want to go. Oh, he, Jim was talking about, uh, Allie asked them about writing songs. Um, how do you guys write right. songs? And he, and Jim was ta- saying, you always want to know, once you've been doing it, as long as you have, you get in your lane and you uh, kind of know what that lane is. And your job as an artist is to push that boundary every time you're writing a new song, right? So he's pushing that boundary and he doesn't want to write a he's like I could probably write a song that's very by the numbers and say yes that's exactly what Jimmy World should sound like but he doesn't want to do that this is that song this song is like of course that's what Jimmy World sounds like it's like so paint by the numbers it sounds like a teen high school teen bands like lead song that all the friends know and like it's like the third song on their demo that's what this sounds like to me and is that because of the lyrics or because of I think the, it's the lyrics the because Atlanta so this is on Invented, which is the song, which is the album that is my least favorite, um, only because I think I got um, uh, a negative, a negative portrait in my head of how this album was written, which was written. We should probably look into what this photo book was that Jim used, but he used a book of photos to inspire his songwriting. And he wrote stories around these. I don't know if this song was that, but uh, the whole album is sort of painted in this negative light for me because of that, which is dumb. Like here, you know what I mean? Like that was then this is now. And for some reason I still carry that. Like if, if invented came out today, I probably wouldn't care. Um, uh-huh. But uh, but just because you had that, I think it's story. that I think the guitars sound like just dumb and <laughs> I don't know. It's like, I don't know. Here's this the thing was produced by Mark Trombino, right? Yes. So it, it, he was he's back. He's for this, he's this back, album. baby. Um, And um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like if this song came out in 98, would I think it were better? Like, I don't know. Uh, what do you think? What, what do you think of that? That's that's me. That's why I was skirting around the song at all. And now here we are deep in it. What do you think of the song Coffee and Cigarettes? Well, this one, uh, it's so it's longer than I thought. Right. The verses, um, the 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 lyrics last longer than I was originally expecting. But if you look at the structure, <laughs> he's still singing. It's, isn't he? <laughs> it's, right. It's it's just verse one chorus, verse two chorus. Uh, and then I guess there's, there's a little verse three, right? So it's not, there's no, there's no bridge. There is a little solo, right? It's that little, yeah. uh, I like that part. A song. Yeah. 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 I, I like how it comes in. I like how the guitars come in. They do sound not as chunky. Uh, they have a, a, like a deep sound to them, but it's not as, 
you know, when we were, we were doing futures, that one, I think it's maybe with how it's, um, it's synced up with the drums that maybe that's why it hits harder and the bass. This one, it's, it's like even, it, I mean, I love Zach. It sounds like programmed drums. Like they're not yeah, doing Yeah, that anything. I agree with. It does sound like they hit play from the beginning and it's just this one, two, one, two, one, <laughs> two, one, two. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. Uh, I like the story and I like how it's, um, I, I, I got more into, into reading into these lyrics more. So let's talk about the the song meaning, right? Let's. So I, I I enjoy the song. So that's it. That there there's a dichotomy right there, right? So is that is that is that the proper use of that word? Is that that I enjoy uh, this song? Yeah, no, I no, think so. It, it, there's the it wouldn't be dichotomy. It would be there is a uh, there's there's a split here, and I enjoy the song. A you duality. Like so I think it's a duality. A duality. I think that would be the better <laughs> one. Not a dichotomy. Because I think economy, right? There's two of these economies. I started reading it and then I realized that we were talking about a different word. So I closed the window. But <laughs> Yeah. So let's say there's a duality. That's it's, it's, it's a much better word for it, right? I'm no wordsmith. <laughs> All right. So uh, I like it. But then I started looking. Okay. The lyrics are very, they seem very obvious, right? But I like the story that he's telling. And I like to think of this as Jim writing this. And I started to try and figure out, let's go, let's first take a look at song meanings because they, they follow a lot of these uh, responses here, follow my, my, my similar outlook on this. Yeah. Um, okay. So once one person says, this is radical 347 in 2011 says the age old story of the eternal wanderer leaves a small town to find his place in the world and never does doomed to fate of bouncing forever from place to place and never finding what he's looking for. Although it is doubtful that he would go back where he came from, the memories of the place keep him going. Okay, I like that yeah. analysis yeah. from Radical Three Forty Seven. Uh, thing, and then there's a response. I, I I can't forget the response from Amir Hamid eighty nine. Thanks a lot for giving me goosebumps. A hole smiley emoji. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, that's exactly what I think. Is there? This is a story of somebody that is fresh out of high school, has got no obligations. Uh, ends up leaving with these two tapes. And I still think this could be Jim because let's do let's do the math here. Right. So we've got 1975. James Christopher Adkins is born. Right. Yeah. 17 years later is when he would graduate from high school. Yeah. Uh, that's that's 1992. And that's around the same time somebody would be writing with cassettes in their car. Right. Yeah. Um, so let's say he's got these two cassettes, and then I started looking into the cassettes, right? So Dead from Fillmore East came out in 71, but that's a huge, I think that entire production well, of them oh, playing interesting. The Fillmore so, East was big. Yeah, interesting. So I saw that it was a 1997 double live album recorded in 69, but you're saying it came out in 71? Oh, I think the that maybe the... the must have been the LP that I was looking at was, I see. was released in 71. There was a f- or maybe they... they remastered it a couple years later. I'm not sure. Sure, yeah. So so you're saying they recorded it in 69. So I mean there's there's no way that that's he's he's his sister's got to be have, you know, handling that that tape that or just having it in her possession. Yeah. But the other one, which was Otis Redding's greatest hits, there isn't actually a greatest hits with um the song that I'm going to be Oh, I'm so glad uh, you looked slam, that up. Slamming down, right? Okay. There is uh the best of Otis Redding. And that came out in 80, I think it was 84. If let me look at this again, uh-huh. just double check. So it's the best of Otis Redding, and check this out. So on that on that cassette, uh, side A, track six. This is the last track. Cigarettes and coffee by Otis Redding. Are you kidding me? 
Not even kidding me. And check this out, man. I what? am going to play. Hold a on. Little, is this song like play. insanely awesome now? <laughs> check this out. I, I know, right? There's there's more depth to this than than you had uh, originally considered because you were I think you were just stuck on. You, you had written. It I was stuck on the word the... townie and I'm like, he's not from Boston. <laughs> like what? Uh, OK. All right. Well, check this out. OK, so I've got a little lick from this. This is Cigarettes and Coffee by Otis Redding. Um, that is my new favorite song. What? I, Isn't that sick? That's so cool. I know. So they've got that. Uh, I imagine that Jim is sitting in this car, right? And then I go, my mind goes to, well, what kind of car is Jim going to be driving? And this is what I picture Jim in. And let me see if, if this. Um, I have a car in my head thing. and then you tell me. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm picturing him, and, and it's not going to be a brand new car. Maybe it's his parents' car that he's borrowing, and they got a new one. I'm thinking it's a 1990 Pontiac Grand Prix, and I'm thinking it's going to be either red or white. That's what I'm thinking this is, right? I'm t- I'm checking out a 1990 Pontiac. <laughs> oh, yes. yes. Okay. Now let me give you this. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up this cool ad because I was searching for it too, and the first thing that came up in in the Google results was this this ad. See if you can tell who the VO for this ad for a 1990 Pontiac Grand Prix is. Who did the VO? Look out tomorrow. Here comes Pontiac. The road to excitement <laughs> now leads to this a special touring edition of the Grand Prix sports sedan. It's too it's bad ads like this don't exist anymore. It's optional anti-lock braking, sure and precise. It's feel, undeniably Pontiac. Grand Prix STE. Make it so. (laughs) Okay, you got it. Yeah. (laughs) Right away. If you want to see what that ad looks like, there is a guy. It looks like they're flowing through Malibu. Oh, uh, hell yeah. During this video, but it is very... Uh, you know, it's dated, but it is cool. Like, it's imagine watching this and being like, you know what? That's a cool looking car. <laughs> yeah, we build excitement. This was expensive. There say. were no drones in this era. This was a no. helicopter shot. There was a helicopter following around. There was a walkie talkie in that car, like, okay, go, go, go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. This so that's is what I great. picture, man. Okay, so I now what we got to do, hold on. I'm going to download this video <laughs> and I'm going to put this up on the socials. I'm going to put coffee and cigarettes to this video. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Hell so yeah. That, that, that's what I imagine. But I'm going to put I, it at I the solo this. part. Okay. <laughs> Hell yeah. So go ahead. So between, yeah, keep going. Between what I found with what Jim is obviously listening to at the time and what he's driving. Um, and, you know, and, and I, I did more math on this and I thought, well, he's got to be going, you know, from it would be from Arizona. Right. Mesa, Arizona. Is it Mesa? Right. Uh, yeah. Uh huh. Mesa, Tempe, Mesa, Arizona, Arizona yeah. out to out to Los Angeles. That's a six hour drive if he drove straight. Yep. Um, so he's got to be listening to these out. I mean, the tapes at least four times yep. over. So you're just listening to the dead, and that's what's fueling him the whole time in this. So he's got the rock of the dead, uh, and then he's also got um, he's got Otis Redding's sexy voice 
um, playing over that, uh, probably a four, if, if he was in the, the premium model, it's probably got six, you know, it's got the two tweeters and the two little subwoofers. And, <laughs> Did and you the mid range. Look right? up the stereo system options right? for the 1990 Grand Prix. <laughs> it's amazing what you can find on the internet. How much was right? this car new? <laughs> um, you know, I didn't look at oh, it, but okay. I'm guessing new would probably be between nine, nine and 10. You think? Sure. Yeah. That, at I'd that buy time? It, yeah. yeah. Well, d- yeah. And this one only had the cassette package though. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no CDs yet. Uh, there probably were CDs, but it would have been very expensive. You know, right. okay, the so lim- hold on, because of the timeline we're thinking. I was watching Nothing to Lose. Uh, have you ever seen Nothing to Lose? Dan Aykroyd yes. wrote and directed it. Well, Dan Aykroyd's brother directed it, I don't rem- or wrote it. I don't remember his name, like Chad Aykroyd or something. And then Dan Aykroyd directed it. It stars Chevy Chase. Times like three. He plays like three different characters. John Candy's in it. Um, oh, no, no, no. Chevy Chase, one character. John Candy is a couple characters. Uh, Dan Aykroyd is a couple characters. Demi Moore is in it, um, along with some character actors you'd recognize, along with Digital Underground is in this movie. Anyway, I'm going way deep down the the rabbit hole. Have you ever seen this movie? It used to play on like USA Up All Night all the time. Is he is he terminal? Is that what it is? No, is that, uh, um, Chevy, or has he been, go ahead. Chevy Chase a different like one. fails I'm to, at Tim, it's called nothing to, nothing to, or nothing but trouble. What did, what was I saying? Yes. What was he I said saying? said nothing to lose, which is Tim Robbins. Oh, Tim and Robbins Martin and Martin Lawrence. That is a which, good movie. Um, yes. Slightly earlier than that though, is nothing but trouble. Yes. Dan Aykroyd. Absolutely seen nothing Chevy but Chase. trouble. Okay. Yes. So he plays the judge. I remember yeah, him, uh, that ugly judge, right? That movie came out in like 91. Chevy Chase's car has GPS in it. <laughs> I was racking my brain. How is this possible? And well, uh, what anyway. was it then? Was it Tom Tom? Were they the ones that had the the market cornered on the GPS, or was this? I built don't know. Into Let's see. Car? It was built in. It was like in the center console, and like he has like a, a friend from his buildings. Like, why don't you take a side road? You have this car. It'll tell you where to go. And I'm like. Did he just reference GPS and then it cuts to it and it looks very like Knight Ridery and Kit like, but I was like going nuts. Um, I'm gonna guess that's fake. Do you remember when they're doing? I think this was in. You know, while we're on the topic of Chevy Chase, this was in uh, Vacation, right? So National Lampoon's Vacation. Uh huh. Remember when he's doing the family truckster thing across? Yeah. They're playing. I think it was Atari, and he's and he 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 kicks Russ off, and he and he brings up the, and it was. It was sort of a, it looked like a pixelated game of them driving the family truckster and then Russ jumps in with controller two and tries to eat him, <laughs> yeah. you know, but I'm sure it was all, you know, it, there was nothing. They were almost ahead of their time with what they thought would be in a car. I can't imagine that GPS actually existed at that point in time but, for uh, consumers. Then like, you know, what's even cooler than when we used to like just make up shit for movies. Like, how come we don't do that anymore? How fucking I, you know, cool. I don't know. I, there's, there's just so much. I, I, I'm not even sure. Because that whole thing, that little making up the video game of the family truckster, a little family truckster going across from the, uh, from the east coast to the west coast. Oh yeah, know, like that was somebody tra- that that, that was, was awesome. a whole part of the budget <laughs> to create right? that. So now it would be, hey, look, hey, look, son, I made this, uh, this three dimensional walkthrough of our, <laughs> of going to Wally World. Once we're there, this is what we're gonna do. <laughs> but yeah, they don't do any of that stuff. Yeah. Anyway, okay. so. Let's get let's get back onto uh, the coffee and cigarettes, right? This uh, so where were we? We were talking about the vehicles, right? So GPS and everything. Yes. In them. So that's really the end of my of of my uh, sort of analysis of this song is that 
that's what's fun to me. And then he gets to L.A. or maybe somewhere along the way. And he never really settles down. And that's when the girl comes in, right? So then she says, then I, I commit with some restraint to a boy I thought might care. They probably fall in love. He's a young guy. She's a young girl and never dug roots there. So it was fleeting. They maybe had a one night stand, move on and 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 that's it. And he just maybe he he lives out there and continues his career as a rock artist or whatever it is that he's doing. And then she's there. But that's um that's the that's it. And I and, and it goes back to coffee and cigarettes, as simple as it gets. We've talked about this before, I, I think, in a previous episode where I said I, I picture Jim, uh, Jim just sitting there, maybe even with his sister sitting there in a cafe. Um, don't know if the guy smokes at all, but just enjoying coffee and cigarettes. Um, and, and it's just because it's painted so plainly there in black and white in this song. That's so I found I found a little pocket of hope with the song. And, and mainly because it's that first set of lines with when he really uh, paints out the picture of you know leaving home, taking a, a car that may be his parents' car uh, with two cassettes and then just enjoying the road trip. Because I used to do that. I, I never really went anywhere and stayed there. But I would just, you know, when I was single, I would just take my 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 Tacoma, which I still have. Right. And I would just roll down the windows play some it, it was mainly futures right and <laughs> yeah, I would totally. go through <laughs> I would I would go through into the valley and sometimes down in Hollywood LA um down Laurel Canyon and just Don't you remember whatever, like whatever man happened. when I was 16 I used to tell my dad my dad like would be like ah oh, it's too far to drive somewhere I'm like I love driving if I had to drive <laughs> from Simi Valley to Long Beach and back I'd be stoked now like my son wants to go to the park yeah. and I'm like I don't know man <laughs> like <laughs> we got to like get in the car we got to get in the car yeah I get it Driving was it, the man. best. <laughs> it was the best when you were single and not tied down. And yeah. you had something fun on the other end for you. Yeah. Right. <laughs> now, but now we're, li- we're living vicariously through our children. That's now, right. right. Okay. Uh, all right. So this was, this was, okay. So I have down here is track six of 14, but I also have down here that there was a version with 18 tracks on it. Uh, my version is, has 16 because I have the Anais demo version. And then, oh wait, so so you and I was the last track, right? Yes. And then so the I have dump, coffee the, and cigarettes acoustic. acoustic version. Then I have right. precision auto, and then I have a nice demo version. Now I might have just okay. added those. I don't know. Okay, then I was so fourteen. So it should have been seventeen in my list instead of eighteen. Okay, so the seventeen is the bonus content. Then what is that? And then the three that you mentioned, I think, oh. unless oh, well, that's thirteen. That, 14, that's fourteen. I have coffee, I thought, cigarettes, acoustic. Oh, so I've I got must be counting wrong because I'm looking at the discogs. Well, let's look. At, uh, I'm not maybe, even. I'm looking you know, at music. Maybe I'm looking at. Maybe I'm looking at the wrong discogs, right? So I, I starts with hard is hard to find. One, two, three, four, five, six. There's track six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. Yeah, fourteen up is coffee and cigarettes. So Precision Auto and Anias are the bonus tracks. Then Those yeah, are on the deluxe. Well, what's okay. weird is it's like I have mixtape actually ending the LP. Then maybe there is another version. Maybe it's the Japanese release that has two extra, and that's why I had yeah. in my notes that there were eighteen tracks. But I wonder what that would have been if I can if I can find this because typically the um, I don't even know if Spotify has the normal versions. They usually just go to the like the deluxe, right? No, I guess they have the original. So this one has yeah up to eighteen. So that's what it is. So it's um, Precision Auto, Anias, and Mixtape Acoustic is that eighteenth one. Okay. Okay, so that's the that's the deluxe. Those, that's the and only I one I recognize. Yeah, yeah. See, the, the even even the regular one points me to the deluxe. So we can just say that this thing's got 
So the, 18 tracks on it. Interesting. So, it so the You and I Wilco cover, the, the it's a Wilco cover, and I found a video because um, this, uh, this song features Courtney Marie Andrews, and I found a video of Jim and Courtney singing You and I live. Um, and I was like, oh, I know that song, and I didn't remember that it was on the deluxe edition because I think I only ever had the deluxe edition. So, like, the album never yes. ended with mixtape for me. Okay. Yeah, and I couldn't even tell you. I haven't really listened to mixtape in a long time, so I couldn't tell you. I, I'd probably notice it if we played it. But, yeah. But uh, it's just one of those that's not familiar. Yeah, we'll get to, to it. To me, at least. I, right? <laughs> so it, they've got Invented, and right in between Invented and Anias, we've got mixtape. I, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> okay, so it this was, um, oh yeah, Mark Trombino again. Still, you don't like this song, so maybe Mark sat out for this night when they were when he was producing this. Right? <laughs> yeah, Mark fell asleep at the wheel of his 1990 <laughs> Pontiac. Pontiac. Oh yeah, take me back. <laughs> yeah. So Courtney Marie Andrews. So you said that uh, is this the only song, or did you just did you just say that she was on a, another song that Jimmy Eat World has has done? Oh, the, she's on a few of them on this record in particular. Um, she's on. Uh, Hard is Hard to Find, which I love that song. That's such a great opener. Movie Like, Coffee yeah. and Cigarettes, Cut and Invented. She's all over this record. And I think she toured with them on this okay. record, too. Or did Rachel she's Hayden? A country, country music artist, right? Uh, I mean, no, no, Rachel Hayden had toured with them. I don't remember. I don't think Courtney Marie Andrews toured with them. Uh, I mean, if I put in Courtney Marie Andrews tour Jimmy World, let's see if anything comes she up. Records, oh, no. Um, she joined them on stage to perform during the album's release. And full 2010, 2011 tours acting as their keyboardist and back ah, vocalist. Amazing. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Oh, so she's more folk. I thought she was a country music artist. I mean, she does have those bangs. Yes. Whoa. She those was bangs. born in 1990 and she was touring with them in 2010. She was, what the heck? She yeah, was 20, 20 years, years old. old? Jeez. That's living the dream. She seems ahead of her time, though. You know that there's, there's those individuals that when you were 20 years old or I was 20 years old, they were doing these things that... Weren't even on our radar for another 10 years. Yeah, man. So I imagine she's probably a very, uh, she's a consummate uh, person, musician, professional. And that's probably why she was touring with them when she was 20 years old. (laughs) (laughs) 20. What was I doing when I was 20? I was, uh, I was food expediter at Applebee's. Food expediter. What is that? Oh yeah. I need to, that's the guy that, um, that's the guy that takes the food order. I get the ticket. And I assemble all the dishes, put the garnish, which was kale. Whoa. Right? Who knew kale would be so huge 20 years later? That came up on so Ralph Garman's kale. podcast is kale. And was the it? co-host was like, no, that's a garnish. And I was like, no, it's not. He's thinking yeah. of parsley. <laughs> but it is a oh, garnish. It is definitely a garnish. And Whoa. there were some times, so we'd have, I, I mean, I imagine that kale is is in the, the like the, the lettuce family. But it comes in this big bush. And, you know, you'd be working so fast. I would never grab Sometimes I guess I had kale on my side, but if I wanted to play a, a, a goof on somebody, I knew it was my friend of mine. I would take like the biggest piece of kale I could get, which was about a quarter of the plate and just wad that right at the top uh, <laughs> because that always sat at 12. And then you had your vegetables at nine o'clock and, and oh I boy, think nine <laughs> o'clock and three o'clock. And then the, the main dish was down at the bottom at six. But that's what I was doing at 20. I was, I was slinging food and, and my voice was cracking, you know, calling to the cooks to, Fire up some, you know, fire up the chicken fingers for the kid. <laughs> so that's what you're doing when you're so, 20. I have no idea yeah, what I was when doing I was 20, when I was yeah. 20. I was starting to date my wife and I was working like 19 jobs and in college. So, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I was, yeah, and that's what I was doing in the day. I was going to CSUN at, at, in the day and then, and then paying for college at night with my, with my expediting skills. Nuts. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's Courtney Murray Andrews. Let's see what, did you read any, did any, anyone in the community on the Jimmy World subreddit have anything good to say about this? I think the only thing I had is that it only made it to the second round of Invented Survivor. <laughs> Yeah, that's <laughs> that's too bad. Uh, you and, know what's you know, funny, though, to... is what got voted out first. And I feel like everybody shits on it is um, Action Needs an Audience. And I think that song rips. I love that song. Uh, that's a Tom song. It right? is a Tom song. And it was like a big deal. Like, oh, Tom singing a song on Invented. Right. Yeah. And I, I felt good hearing him again. And I thought, I wonder if I'm going to bring Tom back for more. You know, it's I'm, I'm still a, a gym guy. <laughs> yeah, I, I love Tom. But yeah, no, I'm still I'm still uh, um, in the gym camp. So I, I was able to, on the Jimmy World subreddit, using Reddit's amazing search function, right? So I just put in, it's impossible. Thank you, Pebble Swift. Uh, you know, when, when we, uh, is he going to be on this episode? I can't remember which episode. Uh, um, let's take a look. He, was he on, already on or one. is he on this Yeah, I, I believe he was already on. So because of his beautiful work with. Oh, um, he's on episode the, four. Okay, there you go. Yeah, episode four. So because of all of his work with the um, Survivor series. Yeah. Right? That's what he called it. I have to use on their search, subtract Survivor, because nothing else shows up, right? It's all Survivor Oh, results. that's clever. So there was just one uh, one post from, uh, I think this would be Dano Wars. Dano Wars? Dano? Uh, from 11 months ago. It says, uh, the title is, Don't Like the Direction of the Music. Oh, yes. Hold late. on. Yeah, I think I saw that. Right. Yeah. So does anyone else feel they've made a real good, they haven't made a really good song for a while? I'd say I've enjoyed some of the songs off of Damage, to a lesser extent Integrity Blues, but does, does but doesn't come close to their older stuff. I think the last album I really enjoyed was Invented, which I did too. Uh, Coffee and Cigarettes is amazing. So that's where that came Wait, up. Wait, that guy uh, talks about how bad they are yeah. and he brings up how great yeah, this song so is? I am going to... How do you follow someone on Reddit? How do you Reddit, cancel someone right? on Reddit? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, how how old is gold? I mean, can you go from an eleventh month month old uh, post? Can you give an award or something? Uh, Eleven <laughs> months, you might be in there because sometimes it'll yeah. be like, oh, this is archive post. You can't do it right, anymore. Right, right. No commenting. Anyway, I'm, it's, I, that was the only instance of the of the term in quotes, coffee and cigarettes, uh, in the entire uh, subreddit that wasn't in the Survivor series. Uh, do you think it's odd that the album's named Surviving? Was there was there ever anything exposed as to why they why, uh, um, Jim talked about it and it was very esoteric about, you know, knowing yourself and and it, no, there was nothing like amazing about it. Okay. I mean, not to say that it wasn't great. I get it. I get where it stands and all that stuff. It, but even like somebody did, asked on the AMA um uh about the color orange and black and they're like no that's just kind of how it came and it looked cool, looked cool. <laughs> which you know what i respect we don't need to yeah, like, and i messaged what's that oh i was just gonna say we don't need to like uh reinvent the wheel and figure out like what what the artist really meant by like the color orange right <laughs> and i had uh tweeted to i think it was zach this morning um because he had posted uh, I think he had posted a link to the Jimmy Kimmel video from yeah, last night, which I have not watched yet. Right. Yeah, right. And and I don't know. Maybe you know this because you're in you're in uh, production. So they've done all the branding. They they may have hired somebody on. I don't know if they have a, a guy or a girl that they consult when they're doing new um, imagery. I'm assuming it's a new person each time. They'll probably do a bid and whatever. So they've got their surviving 
uh, imagery, the color, orange, black, all that. Yes. But then they on these at these different venues, let's say like they're playing Jimmy Kimmel and in the background, they've got that video screen. Right. So it'd be it'd be kind of a similar job to somebody that does the video screen at the Great Western Forum or the Fabulous Forum. Uh huh. Is that somebody that works at Kimmel or is that someone that they have that does media for them as a band? It's hard to say because that's like the first like with production show that they played. Um, But I actually recently met a guy from Chorus FM at an L.A. meetup um, and that is literally his job. He works for a production company here in Burbank over by the AMC and they do concert visuals. And so I'd have to ask him. Um. Okay. And because uh, that seems like a he might have done it position. Yeah, right? he might have done yeah. it. Um, so that was what I had I had asked of him. I, I don't know if he's going to respond, if he even knows, right, or cares. But yeah, we'll see. Yeah. I'm checking my video. <laughs> okay. It's really great. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, there's one thing I didn't mention. So just to tie in the whole song meaning, the last thing I put down in my analysis here is the song takes the perspective of both sides. Similar to a conversation over coffee. I liked how uh, that kind of made made things come full circle with this, is that the the chorus, the title of the song, and the way that, that Courtney Marie Andrews and, and James Adkins are speaking to each other in this song. Yes. It kind of made it, even though it's a story of, of, let's say, two people that maybe crossed paths when this kid was, you know, sowing his oats, I don't know. and But it also could be two people connecting later on over coffee and cigarettes, which, you know, is just kind of a cool, a cool thing. Maybe, maybe I hang out too much in Starbucks. I don't know. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> right. Um, but I like it. I like the call and response uh, type style song. Um, uh, what is it? Um, uh, Plus 44 had a uh, song called uh, Plus 44, Mark Hoppus' side project from Blink-182. Um uh, make you smile is what it is. And it was like the first time I'd ever had heard anybody like specifically refer to it as call and response. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and he, and Mark was saying, Oh, I had this idea for like a call and response style song. And, uh, so, uh, the girl who was originally in the band, Harold <laughs> Keller, uh, I want to say Helen Keller. I don't think it's Helen. Keller. Carol Heller. Um, Whoa, that's interesting. Carol Heller, Helen Keller. I wonder if that's like her stage name. Anyway, um, yeah, that's the whole thing uh, that uh, I was thinking is the first time somebody had referred to it as that. And now I always dig hearing when people are talking about call and response. We are experiencing technical difficulties. We talked at the beginning of the episode about the fire was coming over the hill, and if, if we stopped recording, it was going to be because the power went out, right. and you would set the light up, and then of all things, my computer was the issue. Yeah. <laughs> um, the call was coming from inside the house, and my system went down. So let's pick up where we left off. I think we were talking about the artwork for Invented Go. Okay, so the <laughs> let's take a look at the artwork for Invented the photo on this, right? So every every album has a different. It seems like they have a different photographer that they bring in for taking that that picture or the image or setting up maybe a graphic designer to set up the the layout, right? Well, in this mm-hmm. case, this photo to me looks like an older style photo, something someone like Audrey Hepburn walking into the back of a restaurant. Is that what you would 
Would you agree? Uh, yeah, I guess I never thought about what the what where she was going. Let me open this in a new tab and I'm gonna take a look at a big a big image of it. So I, yeah, I'm not looking. I'm looking at the Wikipedia, which is unfortunately small. it's very small. Yeah. I can send you the the high res artwork here. There's the one max res default. Thank. <laughs> There's one thing behind this, uh, the subject's head up at the top that I can't tell what it is. If that's which I've literally never seen until this. So it looks like no, there is a an oscillating desk fan. Oh, um, and then like what looks like maybe a uh, coffee grinder, which it's probably not, or or some sort of fire extinguisher. However, that okay, it looks like she's walking into a storage room of some sort and that's a filing cabinet with an oscillating fan atop it and then beyond that is maybe a fire extinguisher or something and then a lot of um uh piping or something on the wall yeah it looks like like maybe the piping for the wiring for that fire extinguisher thing uh-huh. yeah but it, to me i don't think that's a filing cabinet i think that's a stainless steel freezer or fridge or something oh could be could be yeah, uh, but if, you know, we look back at the Wikipedia page, right? And I was just here. Where did it go? There we are. So it says, lyrically influenced by the photographic works of Cindy Sherman and Hannah Starkey, vocalist, guitarist, and lyricist Jim Atkins, states that each song is its own closed narrative, right? Its own story. Remarking that the album title "Invented" refers to a song, which I feel sums up the mood here, but could also be taken more literally as this album is the deepest into character writing we have tried so far. And I did look up character writing. Yeah, yeah. So I think I think mm. this each one of those, like just like he's saying, is its own little story, right? And, okay, yeah. And uh, looking at Cindy Sherman and Hannah Starkey's work, it's really tough to describe their work. They were big photographers in the '80s and took pictures. I think Cindy Sherman. It's hard to tell, but it looks like they're just photos of of her. But she disguises herself in different scenes, and sometimes will put very um, uh, dark makeup, smearing makeup, mm. and then she'll cry mm-hmm. or give give this intense emotion in, in a photo, which looks like a still from a movie. So it's a very specific. I see. So that's what I think. There's a lot of film grain on this image. And I'm wondering, I think you're nailing it. This is restaurant and she's a waitress. Yeah. Which I've, I just have never looked at this photo that much. Could be. At, at, at this level of detail before and so but like even in her hair like is that like a pen right i can't tell what that is that's got to be a pen right that's got to be a pen where she stores yeah. her pen but she doesn't have any well i mean i don't know she may have a name tag on it's hard to tell <laughs> from the back end. right you know i was gonna say she doesn't have an apron on that would be obvious but she could very well right. be a server or a or a, a waitress and have just a name tag no Nothing else. Yeah, her left hand's got some motion blur yes, on it. Yes, so she's just she is that. on the move. Yes, this was an active photo. I wonder how many other photos they had to had to go through that they decided on this was the one. I mean, it's a good shot. I yeah. like it. So let's take that one step further. The whole the whole closed narrative, individual vignette style of songs, right? So maybe my original thought of how this this song, um, well, let's just say this song was was constructed i i had we had talked about um it was jim driving you know cross country that was me kind of thinking putting somebody familiar in, in his pontiac grand prix yeah, in 1993 once he's graduated from high school <laughs> right so let's say that he didn't 
that wasn't actually what happened, but what he saw was the work of Jim Jarmusch, which there is a set of films, and I, I, I don't have it. Let me look, uh, Jim Jarmusch movies. He, he had a set of um, smaller sort of short films, vignettes that he had put together uh, and assembled. Some were, I think they were black and white. I can't remember if all of them were black and white. Uh, but they, one of them was set in 1993, and it stars uh, Tom Waits and Iggy Pop, and it's called Coffee, <sighs> <laughs> Coffee and Cigarettes Somewhere in California. And it's, uh, it's an incredibly awkward 10-minute uh, little vignette, but it is what? very well shot. It's got, um, it's just them in a diner. So, and it's called Coffee and Cigarettes. Yes, it's called Coffee and Cigarettes. And the the premise of this is that they're both, uh, I don't know how they came to meet each other there. They had some sort of uh, predetermined meeting time. But they talk about celebrating the fact that they both quit cigarettes. And the way that they celebrate that is by the fact that they, they say, hey, I've quit, so now I can have one, right? And so they both end up smoking by the <laughs> Well, yeah, end, it doesn't right? it doesn't own me anymore. But the <laughs> most of most of, exactly. Most of this is about their their awkward conversation. I did want to play a clip from this cuz this could very well be let's say let's say the band or Jim is into uh these these maybe he went to con in 1990 and whenever this I think this film came out in 1993. Um then it was released yeah, maybe in con. maybe he was going to find himself. Yeah, maybe yeah. that was when he left. Maybe instead of going west, he actually went so far west, he went over the Pacific Ocean all the way to France. <laughs> <laughs> took the long way. I mean, that's a really oh, took man. the long way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Didn't want to go the other way. And ended up um, watching this at Cannes. Anyway, this, I'll, I'll play just a, a short little bit, but you can kind of tell from the audio um, just how the scene that's set with the background music and then their sort of conversation and, and their, um, uh, their... Okay. <laughs> yeah, the gravel. Here we go. Hey, hey, Tom. All right. All right. I'm glad you could make it. You are here. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you know, you could call me Jim. I mean, you know, my friends call me Jim, or they call me Jimmy, or Iggy, or Jiggy. Call me, call me Iggy. Call me Iggy. Yeah. Okay, all right. Whichever way you're comfortable, I'll go either way, Jim or Iggy. Or... Iggy. Hey, you, you call me Iggy. Look, I'm sorry I'm late, Jim. <laughs> I just noticed that. <laughs> <laughs> After all that, so, I, yeah. look, I'm sorry. So they're playing themselves. Yes. And they've been okay. given they've been given stories. It does I don't I can't imagine that Iggy Pop is is that awkward, but they've been given um yeah, they're playing themselves. But they've been they've been given sort of a character of themselves that they're playing. And uh and, and the film it it's it's very simple. Uh it's just got some background music and some very long, drawn out, awkward shots of coffee being poured. Or long, um, drawn out staring at the other individual. So you're saying that it's as simple as it gets. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Look, man, this could be this could be the um, the source, the genesis of of the song as well. Maybe maybe each one of those songs is based off of one of Jim Jarmusch's pieces. And and whoa. Look, Jim, Jim. I don't know. There may be something there. I don't know Jim Jarmusch's 
stuff like his uh like that's a name i know like people talk about like oh i've seen a jim jarmusch film or like you know like brian de palma or um uh directors like that although i've seen brian de palma films have you ever seen i grew up on a movie called phantom of the paradise have you ever seen phantom of the paradise i have not so it has paul williams in it and uh Paul Williams, he, he's like a prolific songwriter. He wrote like Rainbow Connection, um, the Kermit the Frog the Kermit song. The Frog. Yeah, and um, he plays the devil in uh, this movie. It's basically the story of Faust. A musician writes a, he calls it a cantata, and he uh, he uh, writes this cantata gets it sold to this guy, this record producer, Swan. Swan takes the music and he bastardizes it and it becomes like pop crap, uh, according to this, you know, prolific songwriter. And they're basically Beach Boy songs now. And so he, they're going to open this huge show based on his music. Um, and so he goes and haunts the theater called The Paradise where the uh, uh, music is being performed. The play is taking I don't know if it's a play or it's like a rock. It's kind of like kind of like Rocky Horror Picture Show uh, directed by Brian De Palma and amazing. Um, there's a lot of great split screen sequences and stuff like that. And there's this great song called Just for the Hell of It. I was going to cover for the chorus Halloween comp. And Paul Williams is just too prolific and too amazing for me to bastardize that. Uh, <laughs> to bastardize his music but um and he's got a pretty wicked mask oh uh yeah yeah, yeah. that's the he, uh they're do he goes to the costume room there's this great pov shot uh and you actually very uh reminiscent now this i think it came out in what 74 yes that's um, correct phantom of the paradise so that's a few years before halloween um, which came out in 78, but there's a shot that's very reminiscent. Now I wonder if John Carpenter's copying it um, or if they're both copying something else, but uh, you see the hand reach out and grab the mask and then put it over the lens, um, just like little Michael Myers does at the beginning of Halloween. Um, and uh, anyway, uh, that is a Criterion Corner for, uh, and, for this. And yeah. it's narrated by Rod Serling. That's right. I totally forget about that. Every time I watch it, it's like, uh, oh my God, there's Rod Serling's in this and Paul Williams and a bunch of like character actors that you would recognize. Um, this seems uh, like, this seems like a film that uh, mystery science theater 3000 would watch. <gasps> How dare you? <laughs> but I feel like they watch, I feel like they watch bad movies right. okay, then that's, and make them fun. Yeah. So this you're is right. great. It's an hour and a half, <laughs> 1974, uh, seven and a half. Uh, out of 10 on IMDb, 91% Rotten Tomatoes, 93% of Google users like this movie. So it's actually, maybe it wouldn't oh, good. Be, you know, maybe because uh, well, I brought up, remember uh, on the Futures episode, was it, I think, um, oh no, it was on our preview episode that we just did and released. Um, but I was, we were talking about Richard Attenborough had directed a chorus line, another great musical that I love that does not have 93% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> Like everybody for some reason hates that movie. Um but uh but yeah, so uh yeah, Brian De Palma. Um there that is. Okay. All right. I you know, I've I've exhausted my analysis of uh <laughs> of not only I can't the song, believe there's 
a Jim Jarmusch film called Coffee and Cigarettes. So it, and, and look, I was looking at, I went and looked at Jim Jarmusch uh, movies. And so it came out in 2003. It's called Coffee and Cigarettes. And it's a compilation of, um, I guess, different, where is it? It says it's, it's it like the title short of stories, three like short rooms? films. Yeah. So it says oh, it's the title cool. of three short films, a, a t- 2003 anthology film. By Jim Jarmusch. And the one that we had listened to took place in 1993. That was um, the original yes. OG yeah. short film. So there's one called Strange to Meet You. But they all sort of, there's 11 segments, 11 Are different. Are Iggy and uh, um, Tom. Tom in the 2003 version? Yeah, so there's a short, it's shown there. So this is 11 segments that make up the film. So there's one from 1986 called Strange to Meet You. Uh, with Roberto Benini and Stephen Wright, so it it doesn't. If it's got Stephen Wright in it, was he doing anything in 1986? He's the guy on the and couch. That's what remember? I'm wondering. And even you had said Roberto Benini was he right? I, maybe he was. So let's I'm say these were the actually. This man. one was shot in 86, and then the next one, Twins 89, and then the next one, somewhere in California, which was 1993. It seems I to go down, see. but they all sort of come around. So in 2003, was it just the same films? compiled into one release and look at this there's Ah, one down here i thought one of them is jack shows meg his tesla coil and this is featuring jack and meg white of the band the white stripes what yeah this is weird have to download a lot yeah just take a look at this maybe maybe i'm I'm kind of reading this on the fly a little bit uh wacky but it looks like it's 11 different uh little who am i to who am i to second guess you right there's a lot of canon there's a lot of people in here um (laughs) Steve Buscemi is in some of these. Of course he is. Yeah, Kate oh, Blanchett. This sounds way up my alley. Right, so check that out. So that is Jim Jarmusch. Coffee and cigarettes might be um, something you enjoy. All right. Rid it up. I think <laughs> Tom Waits. I don't have anything else for the analysis of that. Did you want to go through some of these covers? Because there's a lot that we got to uh, go through. I don't. Oh, really? I don't think I have any. <laughs> okay. I was able to find a bunch. There are, I, I did reorganize them. So I always go with SoundCloud first because I love the quality, right? Uh, and then the YouTube videos there are, and we can kind of skip through these. I got eight of them. And the first few are the solo. And then the last uh, few uh, are the duets because those ones sound a little bit better. Uh-huh. You know, with, the, with the, that added harmony and and. Each one of them has yeah, a female fullness of one. If it's not the the guitarist, then it's actually just like a the, the additional vocalist. So the first one that I have is SoundCloud, and I don't know how to say this. I, I'm maybe butchering this name, but it looks like uh, Cock Madoc, uh, <laughs> and I and I don't intentionally mean I, I, it's either that or Cack Madak. So it's K A K underscore M U D A K, right? Cock, I would say Cock Madoc. Cack. I like Cockmadoc really rolls off the tongue, but it's probably like Cack Mudak, Private Eye. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And this one is, this one is clocking in at seven years ago, which, uh, when did we figure out? What was, when was this one released? 2010? Cackmadoc, oh, uh, uh, 2012. 12. Yeah. Okay. Not eight, seven. Yeah. Okay. That is correct. And this is uh, Cock Mudak. (laughs) I am not the weakest link. When I finally finished school It 
was the first thing that I did What I read down Nikki dreams of I packed and started west Thousand dollars I have saved And my sisters took a set The death from Fillmore ceased where was that? That was Fillmore ceased. It ended. You know where Kakmadak is from? Where's that? Somalia. Where is Somalia? I don't Somalia. know geography. Well, Somalia. If you know, looking at the most of the his late night, covers um, seem to be in Russian. Yeah, that is definitely Russian. Uh, the H, and I believe that is an N. Those are definitely uh, backwards, and <laughs> is, is Russian. If we can go down, let's see what he's got. None of these, like, okay, he's got Rancid, Fall Back Down. Look. Yeah, Fall Ooh, Back Down. Look at this. He's got a Muse song, too. Have you Plug it in. Ba- oh, it's yeah, just plug, plug in, in, baby. In, baby. Did you listen to Muse's first album, the very first one, that, that yellow uh, one that had a lot of... You know, Susie's mom was really into Muse, so I probably did, yeah. All right, let's listen really quick just to see what else um, Cock, Cock Mood. I don't know has. this song, I don't think, unless you, you said it's off the first record. Yeah. Maybe it'll... Come on, Cock. No way that's a guitar. It's right. You're saying it's a sitar or something? <laughs> I have no idea. What is that? Maybe, maybe Cock has it has uh, I feel bad calling him that. Jesus right? Christ. <laughs> is um an engineer and has created some sort of guitar out of thing, things around his house. Um uh, that did not Somalia is an African nation, by the way. Right. But doesn't mean that a Russian couldn't live in Somalia, right? This is true. So it does sound like the song, uh, if you could imagine the song, if it was done with more distortion uh, on key with drums and a bass, it would be just <laughs> like Muse. Okay. Just, it just needs those few <laughs> elements. Right. Okay. I mean, so that Kak was really made Kak. it his own. Kak Mudak. Thank you, Kak. All right. Uh, the next one I have is Zebra Hammer 2, The Return of the Zebra. Right. Oh, he must have got locked out of his original account. <laughs> You you know what? That's why you get bugged when it says, "Hey, you want to confirm your phone number?" So in case you don't get locked out, yeah, he did not. Zebra he, Hammer well, one, did yeah, not. exactly. Okay, so this is Zebra Hammer two's coffee and cigarettes. Bad at I all. I, like I don't know. It sounds the same to me. Yeah, <laughs> a little less, same. a little less accent. Uh, right, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And you know, when I have this stuff up and I'm going through it real quick, and I'm I'm just grabbing, I'm going through SoundCloud, and, and okay, this is a cover. I, I right click, copy the link, and paste it in my notes. 
I didn't look at the page. And if you look on the right side, uh, can you tell what that is? It looks like it's blacklit. Is it is it his bare chest? Are those boxers? <laughs> They're either boxers or very comfortable plaid pajama pants. Mm. But I, I think he's a comfy boy. That is maybe you know what? Maybe he's got lizards and they've got that infrared or the uh, the black light mm. at night. Uh, but um, that doesn't excuse him from uh, smearing himself in uh, bioluminescent paint. <laughs> bioluminescent <laughs> algae. <laughs> the uh, I can't tell what it is. You know, is I, it? It looks like to me. It looks like a Trojan horse, and the pink paint are the are the army people inside. <laughs> The Trojan army inside the horse. Like, if you look up top, it looks like the horse is looking to the left. Yes. It's headed in. Yeah. Assuming that the door is on the left, right? <laughs> yeah. I yeah. feel like the Trojan horse memes, it's always to the right, so he's really, like, kind of reinventing the wheel here. <laughs> yeah. Is that, that his is... back? Hold on. Now, if no, I look at this more, no. is that the curvature? <laughs> no, because you bottom? can look down. Look down toward that pink strip. I think that's going over his belly button. I think. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. I don't. I don't know, man. I have never stared at, at someone's uh, <laughs> bare body in the. In well, the, there's no way. context either. Like yeah. you don't. If this is this man's body, you don't really. I guess you can kind of make out an arm on the right side, but there's no shoulders. There's no neck. There's no head. <laughs> yeah, and this guy's from Milwaukee, by the way. Milwaukee. Ah, the good. What did the good uh, land. Alice Cooper say? The good land. The good yeah. land. <laughs> the Algonquins. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, Pete, it is. <laughs> in <right>. fact, it's <laughs> yeah, a good scene. Actually, isn't it pronounced Milwaukee? Yes, Pete, yes, it is. Pete. <laughs> Does this guy know how to party or what? <laughs> <laughs> we are not worthy, David. We are not worthy. No, we we aren't. Okay, I've got to, I had to include this one. These this one I actually looked at their image. So uh, let me bring that one up. You can send that one over to you. Uh, this one has the like a calendar couple on this, and the more I look at it, and I and I who I, looks like this? Tracy and Carl apparently. These aren't real people. And you know, it, the more I look at it, it almost seems like this guy is has handed his camera to somebody else to say, "Please capture this moment," because this, <laughs> this doesn't completely happen organic <laughs> moment between us at this bar yeah so they're both uh, the picture is there two there there is a, a an attractive woman and an attractive male with two red martinis sitting at a very nice bar um looks like it could be in in new york anywhere really but uh I like and his track jacket it's very yes. 2008 yes it just needs the adidas logo on there right yeah um so these two have covered um these two have covered coffee and cigarettes, and let's listen to theirs. I did give theirs a listen originally, and it's pretty clean. When I finally finished school, it was the first thing that I did. Hell, this sounds like the what Jimmy World one. Always 
Piano. This is too good. Uh, I think that these guys just give a hundred all the time. <laughs> Whatever it is they do. In fact, well, I bet so they're those from martinis, Surrey they Hills. Why they what? They created those martinis. They they probably they crafted them. They crafted those martinis, and they you know <laughs> and that's Surrey probably Hills, what is uh, propelling their ability to to live. That's what they, they do. They are um, they are bartenders. They <laughs> they craft drinks, taste makers, directions. But look at the rest Donda. of the tracks here. So Surrey Hills, Australia, right? It is. It's only a five and a half hour drive from Ruadonga. (laughs) Only a few people will get that joke. But you can get there. It's much closer than we are to Wodonga. Um, So they have one other comedy track. Oh, it's called. It's actually titled comedy. But if you if you look at the album, which is a cartoon of a guy holding roses, seven roses, uh and it says you should consider having sex with a bearded man. Oh, is Carl canceled? Hold on. He's got like a a stubbly beard here. Is he in love? Are they not together? Look, you know what else I noticed? That that the comedy track has 110,000 plays. Look at Whoa. That. Yeah. So they went semi-viral with his incel right. uh, anthem here. Yeah. And I, I wonder you, if it worked. I wonder if, if Because Tracy I Carl assume, or, I also have to correct you. I think this is Apogee Freak. They're probably really big fans of the Duke Nukem franchise. Clearly. <laughs> um, <laughs> or Rise of the Triad, if you remember that <laughs> first-person shooter. Um, so they obviously are huge computer gamers, big Apogee fans. And, uh, and, uh, I mean, look at her. She's, she is a quintessential gamer, obviously. Clearly. Yeah. yeah all tens this are. This song title, this song title is problematic as hell for me. Yes. I would agree. You should consider having sex with a bearded man. It's very strange. I want to shave my beard off right now with a song <laughs> title like that. Yes. I will not tell my wife about that track. <laughs> So I mean, theirs was good. It had it had the the oh added, yeah, theirs was way too good. Yeah, it was it was definitely. <laughs> it sounded the, like the acoustic right. one that Jimmy World put out. Yes, yeah, that and that was good. And do I do have one other one? And I saved this one for last with SoundCloud uh, because I love musicians who have fun but do it well. Right? They make they make good uh, uh-huh. track. And I'm gonna conclude the SoundCloud venture with Jack Chambers music. Um, and it looks like the image is three friends' heads pasted on three astronauts, uh, NASA astronauts. And right there, that tells me that these guys are in it to have fun, right? Yeah. They're like Ryan Lee from Our Futures um, track. Just ha- having fun. Him and, oh, him right, and yeah, yeah. Ryan Oh, they're just a couple of fun teen. Are they teens? Are they in their bedrooms? <laughs> these guys, I can't tell. They have beards, so okay. uh, you know how that goes. You gotta watch the guys. Oh, the frat appears. boys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so this is Jack Chambers' music uh, with uh, coffee and cigarettes. When I finally finished school, it was the first thing that I did. What every townie kid dreams of I packed and started west At 
$5,000 I had saved And my sister's two cassettes The dead from Fillmore East And notice Redding's greatest hits And coffee and cigarettes Is that harmony in there? I think it might be He's got like four yes. guitars going on And it's so like mesmerizing It is that's I love pretty. his arrangement. Yeah, and he's got a good voice. Yeah. I don't know if the other two guys, maybe those guys are playing the guitars, right? Uh, Maybe. Right. Yeah, this is SoundCloud, so we don't get to see them do exactly. like the split screen video <laughs> like Ryan Lee. Yeah. Ryan Lee provided two ways to enjoy his content. Absolutely. SoundCloud and YouTube. So <laughs> this guy, I like it. Pass a rainy day, do a cover. Does it say where the, they're from? Jack Chambers Music. Uh, Exeter, United Kingdom, UK. Oi. Oi. Very cool. Know. Is that what they say there? Um, hello. Oi. <laughs> Oi. Wouldn't Oi be from Surrey? Oh, uh, oh, Surrey Hills? Yeah. Australia? Yeah. Oh, maybe. I don't know. Okay. They're uh, like a prison colony, right? Yeah. Yes, it is. <laughs> is that problematic to say? I, I don't know. We'll find out, I guess, right? Oh, man. Don't forget. Uh, 484-JE. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Leave your complaints there. Uh, the Let's move on to YouTube. Um, and like I said, I had reorganized these. So the first few, I don't really want to listen to these too far into it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> these ones are all the the single ones, um, which can sometimes be, be good. But you can not an tell. electric guitar in the bunch, nope. by the way, <laughs> all acoustic. Uh, and, and sometimes it's a tell when the quality is low, because let's just assume that they're recording with whatever microphone is on the device. So the first mm, one mm. we have is Mr. Phoenix 518. Mr. And, Phoenix 518. Uh-huh. Do you think that's the zip code that he lives in? 518? Oh, maybe. Let's see the 518 zip code. What is that? 518. Oh, area Phoenix, code. he's probably that's trying to be like a code. cool, like, uh, Ooh, like uh, he knows what's up. Jimmy World's from Phoenix. All right. This is an interesting one. This is one of those cities I don't know how to pronounce, but Schenectady. It's in New York. Schenectady. Is it? You know how to say Schenectady. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why. That's like one of those like Albuquerque, like, oh, I should have made a left turn in Albuquerque. <laughs> but I feel like Schenectady comes up all the time. What is Schenectady? Let's, let's look up Schenectady pop culture. <laughs> I have no idea how to spell it. S-E-H-E-N-E. I found it. I'm sure after S-C-E, it probably thought. Let's see. Pop culture references, notable people. References. Oh, that's like references, references. That's not fun. Uh, its sister city is Nijkerk, Netherlands. Ooh, the Netherlands. My uh, motherland. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, I the, All the notable people. Oh, Kurt Vonnegut's from Schenectady. Um, but, I mean, he is in a huge list of names of people I've literally never heard of. Ben Schwartz is from Schenectady. Um, comedian... Ben Schwartz. Schenectady, it's starting um, to sound, when you say it, it sounds like some kind of game show that's going to be on Fox 11 or something. Mickey Rourke. Uh, but there's no, like, you would think there'd be, like, I'll bet you if we go to the Albuquerque uh, Wikipedia, <laughs> it's, like, there's no way that Bugs Bunny doesn't make an appearance on this, <laughs> right? I, I'm, I think you're right. 
you know, in pop culture. See, they have the in pop culture. Many Bugs Bunny cartoon shorts feature Bugs Bunny traveling around the world by burrowing underground. He gets lost. He gets lost quite often while traveling and remarks while consulting a map. I knew I should have made it a left toy at Albuquerque. Right. And not only did they put toyn, T-O-I-N, they spelled Albuquerque, <laughs> A-L-B-U-K-O-Y-K-E-E. That's great. When did First you get on Al- that line. Albuquerque from Schenectady? Just oh, I thought it was one of those silly cities that's like always oh, okay. like used saying, in so comedy. They could, they could like oh, I need a funny city. Like Schenectady. Yeah, I got yeah. you. Okay, yeah, but they, but Schenectady does not have an in pop culture. Oh wait, hold on, it does. Arts and culture, parks and recreation, which Ben Schwartz was on. Oh no, this is the literal parks and recreation of Schenectady. This isn't fun. Yeah. The, Mr. Anyway, Mr. Phoenix five one eight has gotten way more screen time than uh, <laughs> than he may deserve. That's, and maybe he knows why they're yeah. popular. Let's hear. This is uh, Mr. Phoenix five one eight five eighteen. The first thing that I did What every town he gets dreams of I bet it started worse His arrangement is weird And do you think he's left-handed Or are these people just not flipping their cameras? And why do Why were like laptop cameras always recording stuff backwards Like we wanted it right. that way? It seems silly Was it like so they could pretend it was a mirror? I don't get it Maybe Because you're what you're seeing Well, I don't know I guess. What's weird is I'm getting used to Mr. Phoenix 518's hair being this swooped to <laughs> his left, but now it's actually probably swooped to the right, and I I feel like I'm being lied to. <laughs> Does the swoop side matter? Does, um, are you affiliated? Not that, that like I know of. And crips? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, your hair grows the way it grows. Right. And I guess it's just also you see people just whipping their hair with their hand, whatever, maybe if they're right hand. They do they whip do it. it back and forth. That is true. <laughs> okay. Next one I got is Smide183. A lot of numbers here, man. Maybe they're uh, Smide. Okay. First of all, they're probably in America's Next Top Model. They're yeah. Smizing. And then um, they think they're one better than Blink182. And then yes. that's not cool. They are the next, the next iteration <laughs> of Blink, right? That's right. Okay, so this is uh, Smide183. Nice counting, too. Yeah. But then he didn't... That's not the tempo. (laughs) (laughs) It was for visual effect. When I finally finished school It was the first thing that I did What every town he did dreams of at least it's quick. Yeah, he's really burning through it, isn't he? Kind of resembles Jim. Yeah, he's got the eyebrow thing going. He looks like um, the cousin you see. Uh, I've never been in this situation, but he looks like the cousin you would see at like Thanksgiving dinner. Um, it's probably the polo that's doing it. Yeah, I think so. But like. He takes the, like, I've always wanted to be in the family that plays football, like, after Thanksgiving dinner or something. Um, but he looks like the, the the cousin that takes it way too seriously. He is, yeah, definitely the quarterback hot route. Hot yeah. route. 
<laughs> um, I would agree. With uh, that but yeah, assessment. he he had like a, he he was doing the warble in his voice, like making his own, really burning through it. So and uh, and yeah, man. it was just him, but he also did the who right before. Ooh, the coffee I and like cigarettes. that. I know when it's, it's oh, he's self-deprecating. Yeah, <laughs> being my first post, please be uh, uh be sure to leave feedback acknowledging how badly I suck. Oh man, that's not cool. I learned. Yeah, I learned to stop doing that. Right. Yeah, I do feel like uh, I. I mean, well, so here's the thing: the one eight three. He's got to be a Blink fan right. because uh, uh, that is like the quintessential Blink move. Um, and uh, I also did it all the time. And I actually cringed. I found like a tra- a paper trail of all the like newsletters and social media posts and blog posts I would do uh, on my high school bands like web presence. And wow, was it bad? <laughs> like just bad. Like we talked about getting canceled. Ah, <laughs> and you look uh, back on it, you read it, and you cringe a little bit. But you know what? It's all in the past. I had the best intentions, <laughs> right? I just yeah. wanted us to do well, but yeah, also pretend that I knew that we were bad. Like I don't know. Anyway, a good job, Smide. <laughs> You're better than this. So the next one in my notes. Oh, somebody did. Oh, somebody. Oh, sorry. P Strand sixty four eight years ago said, "Is this Jim's long lost twin brother?" There we go. There I'm going to give them an upvote from the pod account. I am not crazy. <laughs> so in my notes, the next one I got is Greg Case. And I got down Fat Bastard Chops. Because look at What does those. that mean? You know Fat oh. Bastard from Austin Powers? I thought you were ta- I thought you were being like deprecating mm-hmm. to this guy. No. No, those are some <laughs> sick uh some sick mutton I chops. I love these chops. I grew mutton chops in high school. You know, you, you know try why to grow I grew whatever you chops? can, right? Oh, yeah, I know, right? You're like, oh, uh, hair grows everywhere except for, like, a cool beard. Right. Um, What do you think of when you think of mutton chops? When's the first time you ever heard of mutton chops? Oh, boy. Um, Mutton chops? I can't even, I can't even think about it. Have you ever seen Mom and Dad Save the World? Yes, I have. With uh, now canceled uh, Jeffrey, what's his name? Jeff, Jeffrey Jones. Um, uh, Super canceled. Um, but that movie rules and, um, John Lovitz, uh, he plays the, the ruler of a planet and his name is Todd. And, uh, he's like getting ready to marry, uh, Jeffrey Jones wife. Who's played by, uh, fairly famous actress. Yes. Uh, it's not important. Um, uh, but he's asking one of his servants who are all like bulldogs. He's like, what do you think? And he's got these <laughs> um, these uh, prosthetic facial hair. He's like, goatee or mutton chops? <laughs> that is and an, that was the first time I knew what a mutton chop was. That is an amazing John Lovitz impersonation, by the way. Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> it's mostly from that and Wedding Singer that I do my job. My John Lovitz. He's losing his mind. And I'm reaping all the benefits. <laughs> That's my favorite really? line. I feel like I reference it all the time and no one knows what I'm talking about. I think, I feel like, isn't John Lovitz doing good things right now? Um, With his talent and... Is he? I don't yeah, know. What I is he is. doing? John I, thought, I feel like, John isn't he always now? going around town in like a leather jacket and like a woman that's way too young for him? <laughs> like, that's his shtick, right? I feel like he's a creep. <laughs> Yeah, just I don't know. I maybe I've canceled myself with Okay. Uh, yeah, maybe I'm getting mixed up with someone else, but Okay. I don't know. I haven't heard of him in the in the Zeitgeist. Okay. 
And I can't, I still can't think of when I first heard mutton chops, but uh, I'm sure it would have been burned <laughs> into my mind had I seen it in Mom and Dad Save the World uh, and maybe remembered it. Because I do, I do remember Goatee seeing the film. or mutton chops. <laughs> uh, okay, so this is Greg Case. Again, self-deprecating. Okay. Not much of a singer, but I love this song. Come on, Greg. All right. Oh, but you know what? That's a sweet thing. That's a sweet way to go about yeah. it. Yeah. But he's he's good. I mean, listen to this. When I finally finished school, it was the first thing that I did. But every town he kid dreamed of, I packed and started west. Are there people outside his window? Do you see stuff moving? I thought I saw somebody walk by. I'm concentrating on the the room noise. (laughs) That is not too bad. No. The video ended up cutting out at the end, so I just just closed out the window. Uh, Sounds good. (laughs) But great case. Sounded really good. Yeah, man. Uh, now I've got a couple. We'll go with. Uh, I'll pick a couple of these duets. So the duets we understand. We'll do actually. Let's do one last. Uh, we'll do one last solo act, and I like this one. Because this is an elusive joy. Okay, and this guy. I don't even know why he would record at this time. I, I'm thinking it's because this is part of a challenge where he's doing, um, 366 total videos. So he's doing one a day. Roughly one, one and one 365th a day because he's got 366, right? This is number 111. So coffee and cigarettes. But it sounds like he's trying not to wake anybody. <laughs> That's max volume too. He's already looked at the at the door twice. <laughs> His son is gonna be like opening the door and standing there, like, "Dad, what are you doing?" It's either that or it looks like the blue light on his face is changing. So maybe he's watching TV and just passively playing the guitar. Oh, maybe? oh yeah. Well, you can't miss. Uh, what do you think he's watching? Oh, it's got to be something <laughs> late night, Jimmy Kimmel. But, like, I feel like you'd need to listen to Kimmel. Right. And maybe it's got to be something you could, like, passively watch. Maybe it's sports. Could be sports, or maybe in between commercials. He's not playing with a pick. No, he's not. Yeah, he is as quiet as you can get. He is whispering. <laughs> he has got his whisper voice. He is, I'm, I'm going to say he's peering back at the door, waiting for somebody to poke their head in and say, shh. What are you doing? <laughs> so that's an elusive joy. Not bad. Pretty good. Yeah. Uh, and let's go to real quick. We'll do these selfish things because this guy did. I, I like his video. He's got this sort of um, sepia tone color. It's a little film grainy. Uh, he's off into the right third. So this guy knows his rule of thirds. Oh, yeah. He's wearing a sick. Um, what kind of hat is that? Is that like a, a newsboy cap? Yes. I think it's a cap. It <laughs> It's a cap. And he's got some kind of jean cutoffs. Uh, so he's really into pop punk, but probably like the Menzingers and Dropkick Murphys. Now let's see if his performance <laughs> follows that. All right, coffee and cigarettes, Jimmy World. 
No, oh, he sounds like Jim. Totally. It looks like he's also ripped off the pick guard. Oh, weird. He probably can. His little pickup is there, so maybe it wouldn't fit. Yeah, you're right. He's got a capo. Is he the only capo? His voice is that high. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, man. These selfish things, man. Uh, sounds I like I had to chime in with the little ahs. Oh in yeah, there. I heard it. it sounded great because <laughs> he didn't do it, which is okay. That's okay, man. You're doing a solo. No, he, he's so solo. He's selfish. <laughs> things. There are there are two there are two duets. One. Let's do this. So, so one has four hundred ninety nine views, seven upvotes. One has 433, but 14 upvotes. I like this Monica, I think it's Petrozelli, but you may say it Petricelli. Mm. I don't know uh, if it's, it, it sounds Italian either way, right? Uh, so Monica Petrozelli, she is uh, playing a nylon string guitar with what looks like a pick. Oh, I'm already don't like that, but. <laughs> and then she, but she has a partner there to do the harmonies. Let's see how uh, Monica oh. Petrocelli and guest sound. She's married too. You can see that on her left hand. Oh yeah. When I finally finished school, it was the first thing that I did. But every townie kid dreams of, I packed and started west. A thousand dollars I had saved, and my sister's two cassettes. See these harmonies. Who does he look like to you? Oh, he looks like Rufio. I, oh yeah, let's let's hear this part. Yes. <laughs> Whoa, eye contact. Ooh, barely. Up, oh, he tried. She's looking right down the barrel. This is her jam. Very nice. So we know she's Monica, so he's Dante Basco, right? He is. And remember when Dante Basco was on um, uh, uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? Yeah. And he was dating Ashley, right? And he was like, do you want to see my boo-boo? She's like, oh, (laughs) did you hurt yourself? He was like, no, my boo-boo impression. And she's like, all right. And he's like, I don't think the Rangers going to like that, Yogi. <laughs> I was like so thrown. I was like, that's Rufio on Fresh Prince. Um, so I do remember. I don't remember anything about that scene, though. For some reason, that stuck with me, man. Clearly. Uh, there is Lauren Catherine has another. Let's just jump into, into Lauren Catherine uh, when they start doing the harmony here. Because this one's okay. I still like. Uh, I still like the previous one, uh, Rufio and uh, Nicole Sullivan's brunette. Rufio, Rufio, Rufio. 
one. I just love that harmony. Yeah, man. Man. He's a little pitchy on that one, but yeah, it is, I dig yeah. It. But that Jim wrote a damn good song with this one. I know, I know that you, you're not a fan. I'm hoping that by the end of this, you come around. <laughs> I but. think acoustically, it works better for me. the The stagnant, or the, you know, the stale drum loop and the stagnant like downstroking just makes it so uninteresting to me. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, I've got one last cover, and just like the futures, I like to end with a uke cover because they're they're different. <laughs> How are you finding these ukes, I know, man? man? Matt, this is Matt Boyle, my boy Matt. A very rough cover of Jimmy World's Coffee and Cigarettes for the Ukulele Underground Coffee whoa, Tea. Whoa. Check this out, man! Ukulele Underground. There's a double U whoa, what? group. It's called. Are they like? A, it sounds like a college thing. Are they like from Stanford? Um, I I don't know. Does it, it doesn't really shit. Uh, say as you as you use Stanford Uke Underground. <laughs> gotcha. This is called the Coffee Tea and Honey Makes Three contest. Um, oh my lord, that's uh, the most Stanford thing I've ever heard. Yeah, I think you, I think you've pinned this. Uh, <laughs> it's a little rushed. Actually, that's probably more Yale. But what uh-huh. I like about this is it's actually much faster than the slower ones that we've heard. So okay, uh, cool, cool. Yeah, Matt Boyle picks up the pace. Here we go. Shamai, uh, this is my entry to the Ukulele Underground song competition for coffee and tea. Uh, it's a little bit late, but I thought I'd enter it anyways as I learned it. Uh, this is a song called Coffee and Cigarettes by a band called Jimmy Eat World. Hope you enjoy. When I finally finished school it was the first thing that I did With every tiny kid dreams of Yeah, I packed and started in the West Yeah, man thousand dollars <laughs> I had saved And my sister's two cassettes The Dead by Fillmore East And Otis Redding's greatest hits Wow Whoa This guy's got it all Wow I dig that Wow I'll let Matt play us out here. So my wrist hurts listening to that. He is just doing the downstrokes, right? Yeah, man. So what do you think of the song? What's your what are your final thoughts on coffee? And I don't cigarettes? dislike it as much as I thought. I dig the guitar lead thing. Wait till you see, and I will post it to the socials. The Pontiac Grand Am commercial I put with the little guitar solo bridge. I dig that, um, and it timed out perfectly. Like Jim's vocals come right back at the end of the commercial. It's pretty good. Um, I had to cut Sir Patrick Stewart um, to make it work, but. Uh, uh, I yeah, understand. I don't know. I came I came around and I liked a couple of those covers really a lot. So yeah, yeah they did a good job. Um, so I I already liked the song to begin with, but I did whatever path or background you choose to uh, believe with how the song was written and what it actually represents. They're all really cool. The background of it being part of Jim Jarmish, uh, maybe being That's a story right. yeah. that Jim actually lived. It's it, it's a fun. It's a simple song. Um, and Otis Redding had that song oh, called man. Cigarettes and Coffee? Yes. That's insane. 
Yeah, which is just melts melts uh, melts your soul like butter, right? Hot butter, like butter, like butter. <laughs> All right. Well, um, anything else to add? Uh, no, man. I just uh, I hope you're you and your family are safe from the fires, and I just want you to know that I want you to be excellent to each other. And party on, dudes.